0: Plugged in to the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Shang to be back with you here again for another week i am your host Azania shenge and you are plugged into the outlet radio show so once again we have our favorite man on sound in the background holding me down mr v jeffrey smith he is here he is in the building (laughs) oh gosh he's in that okay uh, let's get to the piece de résistance, okay? Um, today we have in the in on the show in the studio. I don't know what to call it. What do we in the room? We have with us. Some of you may know her from Hugh, but most of you probably know her from the Soul Folk Experience. She has a voice that is straight from heaven. I'm obsessed, personally. Uh, please put your hands together and welcome Miss Marie Tree to the studio. Thank you. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm
1: so excited to be here.
0: You know, when Jeff suggested that I have you on as a guest, I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I say that first? Like, it was so perfect. It was I know. So I was perfect. like, why doesn't she want me on the show? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm clearly not as smart as I thought I was because I didn't think of it myself. But, you know, every time I've heard you saying I've been... Exactly. Thank you, Jess. What would I do without you? You keep right. me on point. We'd all be very sad. <laughs> but the first time I heard you sing, I just literally, flies were going in and out of my mouth because I was just jaw on the floor. Like her voice, the clarity of your voice. It's so beautiful. Thank you. And I just was like, oh my God, if I, when I grow up, I want to sound just like. I love that. you have the most beautiful, beautiful voice. Thank you. So um, I'm really happy that you're here, and I'm I'm so thankful that you. I mean, you. I don't even know if you've rested yet. You you come in from from LA <laughs> now. You're here. You're about to perform. So I just I appreciate you squeezing me. Oh, in I'm it. super excited. This oh, is awesome. You. So we we spoke a little bit earlier about why I was ex- excited about sharing your story because you know this season is all about people who are on one path and then they go in a different direction for one reason or another. And you told me something that completely blew me away. I was surprised. One, I was surprised to know that you had a change of path because the the way your voice sounds, I would figured you knew from the moment you took your first breath that you wanted to be a singer um, or that you wanted to be in music in some way. But you had a completely different idea of what you were going to do.
1: Well, I I knew that I was always a musician. Um, It was really just convincing my mother that that was solely what I would do because she wanted me to be a doctor and go to med school and marry a doctor and, and you were on that track. Like I was on the track, man. I was trying. Doing it. I was like, "Okay, I did 4 years, I graduated from Fisk, and now I'm going to Howard and I'm in pharmacy school and look at me and I hate this sh- and He's
0: studying biology. It was at
1: miserable. Fisk. I was down in the valley at Howard like, "Oh god." <laughs> and back then, you know, because I'm old that the Wonder Bread plant was there, so you'd smell the Wonder Bread like every morning,
0: and I'm like, okay, I'm hungry, and I hate this. Okay. <laughs> this is horrible, horrible. So I just, I just can't even imagine that you going to school for biology. Yeah. And the voice that you have on you. I just it just it, I was well, like
1: what? And what's crazy is like so when I was a Fisk, I was a Jubilee singer, right? Mm-hmm. But I never sang solo because that I was not a music major, you know, I just had like the blend. I could harmonize, I can always hear harmonies. It was easy for me to blend. But I learned so much just being a Jubilee singer and listening to these other amazing vocalists. But like I never sang solo and I mean, I was still kind of finding my voice then. Mm Because in high school, like, that's when I really started singing because I felt like I had something to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was writing these songs, and I was like, well, okay, I need to sing them. Nobody else should sing them. I should sing them, and Mm -hmm. that should just be that. And I had a friend back in high school. He was a guitar player. He was like, yeah, yeah, your voice is great. Your voice is great. Because my mom was always like, oh, my God, your voice is horrible. Nobody wants to listen to that. It's just (laughs) awful. You know, and then I wanted this, like, big black girl voice. And I was like, no, I didn't get that. So... You know, and it's interesting, like what you want and what you think you want to sound like. And then, you know, I just embraced it. At one point, I was like, okay, it's weird. It cracks. Mm-hmm. I whistle. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. I'm just going to go with it. Say like what I got to say.
0: Well, you know what I find really fascinating? The more I have this conversation with people who have started off one way and then they went in a different direction, that thing that they've kind of veered off to do, they've always done it yeah. in some way, I always shape, did or form. It. And you said it two and a half. I was two and, and a half.
1: I was climbing up on the seat and playing stuff. And you know, at first my parents were like, "Oh, that's so cute." And then I would be playing, you know, like full songs from the radio. They're on like, the
0: piano, right? Oh, hmm. that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So I've always played piano, and I always knew, like, there was no question in my mind what I would do, maybe how I would do it, and how I would how it would manifest itself.
0: Mm. But I always knew. Wow. So when you were in school, you said that you started out, I think you said, one semester at Howard. And then uh, you were like, okay, that's it. Jesus, one semester at like, pharmacy. you like, that's all I got I was kill. so
1: miserable. I had, like, all these, I had bio, I had chemistry, and I had physics. And then I had one piano class. And I didn't love my piano teacher, but I loved that hour of the week that I didn't have to do that other stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then that was it. That was it that was all she wrote yeah <laughs> and i finally like switched over i got brave one day and i i had this friend in nashville she was an older lady mrs work um john works widow he's an american composer and spiritualist and blah blah blah. anyway she was like Sweet, um you have to have a conversation with your mother and i was like oh god because my mother's scary like i'm still scared of her now like me and my brother will do stuff and i'll be like mom's gonna be mad and <laughs> And we're like, wait, mom's been dead for two years. He's like, yeah, but mom's (laughs) still going to be mad. And, you know, we're like, So, you know, she was like, you're going to have to have a conversation with your mom. Yeah. And I did. And how'd that go? It was awful. My mom was like, "Um, you can talk to your father. And she passed him the phone. He was like, hey, well, I was wondering how long it was going to take you to figure it out. She was like, Marion, that's not what you're supposed to say. That is not what, that, give me the uh, (laughs) phone. Both of you.
0: (laughs) So... Well, it's interesting because we talked about this as well, about how, you know, our parents and our grandparents and their parents, they came up with this belief system that you get a job and you stay in that job until you retire. And so they've always, they've always valued stability. Right. And when you're an artist, that just, that's like everything that's That's the opposite of stability. It's
1: not even a thing. Like when I'm stable, I feel weird. Like I feel like I'm a little nervous about what's happening and why I'm stable and what's going on. It's so crazy like I wrote this song years ago called Normal where I just mock everything like I mock the fact that people get up with their kids in the morning and take them to school and I mock the fact that they have flowers in the yard and they're worried about that and they're worried about their bills and all this other stuff and I was in the middle of that song last month and I was like oh shit this is my life <laughs> this is where we are I got to pick up the babies from school I got to figure out and I'm like oh my god I've become this 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 person that I you know laughed at
0: yeah so yeah well um i know that one of the things that we were talking about with regard to that idea of your parents wanting wanting that stability in your life yeah um it's tradition it's 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 something that
1: it totally is and they had it like my parents were big planners they were married for 50 years they got married they were married for five years and they had me they were married another five years they had my brother they both went to college at Tougaloo in Mississippi. They both went to – my mom went to grad school at Wayne State. My dad went to Meharry for a bit and then had to come home and take care of the family business because his father had gotten sick and later passed away. So they were, like, very stable people, and they both traveled. They got married late. They were 28 and 29, which, you know, back then was ancient. <laughs> you know, people were, like, married, had kids by, like, 23, you know, they were like, hey, we're still having a good time. And then, you know, they were married. My mom had me at at 30, I guess 30, almost 35. And then she had my brother at almost 40, which, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, that's definitely. late. Yeah, that's odd for that generation. But they were just
1: very like, mm, well, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. So.
0: Well, what we were talking about is, you know, paths change as artists. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I, we, I. Everybody knows that I'm very tra- I'm I'm so transparent about the fact that I can be a bit weird about that. Sometimes I'm learning to go with the flow, I'm learning to trust the flow. And you said that in the in the car, you were saying, you know, trust it. Trust the process. Right. That's one of the it's the one of the most important lessons of being an artist, but Absolutely. one of the toughest lessons it's hard. to learn. Well, because as you have to rel- you
1: have to relinquish all control. Oh my god. And I think I realized that you have to show up and be prepared for whatever it is you're going to do and then be prepared mentally for the stuff that is going to show up for you that you may not be expecting, but you just kind of go, sure, I can, I can be a lute coach. Uh, I can play cello. I just took a cello gig. I don't play cello. (laughs) I haven't played cello in seven years. And they were like, Hey, we need a cello player. And I was like, okay, sure. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'm a cello player. Yeah. I had a friend back in the day, and I had turned down a gig. He was like, listen, you don't ever, ever, ever tell somebody that you can't do something. You tell them yes, and then you figure it out.
0: Mm. And
1: that's been my motto ever since.
0: So the, one of the things that you said that I could vibe with you on was that when, you know, as artists, one, we're not built to kind of do one thing. Nope. And what happens is, like, that energy kind of that that energy and that power it transfers into the next thing yes have you had that experience like can you can you point to different versions of your of your gift and your art and how you've kind of been focused on one thing and then you're like okay let me try a little something over here
1: well yeah for years I had had just been a piano player that's it Mm. and then I started singing in high school and then I started singing again and band leading and I was always kind of in the in the background um I would never talk. I was never the person that talked and joked and all of that. And then all of a sudden, when I started playing with these guys after my other band broke oh, up, no, 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 no. When when I when the girl band broke up, Hugh, when we broke up. I took some time off and I was just a, a side man, which was great. I didn't have to worry about all the shit that you have to worry about mm-hmm. being a. Women, right. Yeah. Uh, much. It was rough, and I mean, I love I love those girls dearly, but. It had gotten, it had gotten really out of hand. Like I, I would get on stage and I'd be all tight, and then you know I met these guys and I started playing with them and I was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be joyful. It's right. supposed to feel good. Yeah. Cause it didn't always feel good. And I, I'm like, well, if it doesn't feel good, then why, why am I doing it? It sounded great. It was an amazing sound, but just it was stressful. It's highly stressful. Yeah. I don't do well under stress. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. It's not good for me. So, you know, I shifted from that from being sort of a solo artist and then working with them and now kind of finding myself as a solo artist again because I'm in California and I'm isolated from them and I have no one to play with and it's very sad. And so I've found this other uh, alternate tunings and different voices. So that's yeah. I mean, it's it's been cool and I think f- well, I I was working with um, Nick Casarino, too, for a while. And for the first time in my life, I had put down my instrument and I was just singing. And I found these other parts of my voice. Because I always thought I was just an alto. Yeah. And I had been just an alto. I just had this low voice. And then all of a sudden I put down my instrument and I found these, like, really high places in my voice that I had never sung in before. Mm.
0: Did you ever feel like you were, when you when you put your instrument down, you kind of were... Stepping out from behind your instrument, do you yes. think you were hiding? Absolutely, behind it a I was bit? totally
1: hiding. No, I was, tol- I was totally hiding. And you know, a piano's a big instrument. Yeah, that's a big. That's something big to hide behind. Mm-hmm. And so, learning to play the guitar, I became a lot more intimate with the audience because it's smaller, and you're you're right there. You're in their face. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing to hide behind. And I think that's kind of a metaphor for <laughs> what happened. I wasn't hiding anymore, and I just decided, okay. So I've done these kind of generic songs about everybody and everything. yeah. And I've kept these other songs to myself that are very personal and very demanding emotionally. And I think once I let that go, that's when I started really growing. Mm-hmm. I did a solo show in San Francisco, and this woman came up to me afterwards, and she said, I felt like I was listening to the soundtrack of my life.
0: Wow. That's a huge Whoa. Like, well,
1: right. I was like, wow, okay, well clearly I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um uh, now I'm on the right path.
0: That's huge because, you know, for for so many of us we want our art to be about connection. So when you get yes, that validation, yes. that's pretty major. It was major
1: that was a major turning point for me because she said, Oh, you know, I've I've I have these feelings and I think these thoughts And I wonder if anybody else has them and I sat there and you voiced all of that so clearly in your stories and I thought, Wow, okay, so I'm on the right I'm on the right path. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to to be in pain on stage. Yeah. And just (laughs) You know, sometimes it's okay.
0: It, It informs your work.
1: It totally does, you know, and I th- I think so many of us just want to hide. I mean, so a lot of us overshare. Like I think it's f- about finding that balance. Yeah. Cuz some yeah. people overshare and you're just like, "Oh my god, really? That's way too much information." And then <laughs> there are other people you're like, "Well, I want to know. I want to know what the deal is."
0: Yeah. So, I guess one of my questions that I had because I'm working on embracing the side of myself that's a writer. I feel like I've been told many times, and I've heard people say it either directly to me or in speeches that we all have a story to tell. But I've struggled with the vulnerability that comes with writing. And you, Huge. I mean, I've listened, I've sat in your audiences, and I've heard the songs that you sing, and you are incredibly vulnerable. How do you get Because I'm not 20 anymore.
1: You know, I'm not 20
0: anymore. And, yeah, I
1: mean, I look at certain artists... You know, in their twenties, were able to put that out. Just put that out there. Yeah. And I and I used to be so amazed. I'm like, oh my god, I could never <laughs> do that. I can never do that. But I think you just get to the point. You, you know, you turn 30 and you're like, I don't care anymore. And I got there early. Actually, I got there early. Yeah. I when I moved to New York, I was teaching senior citizens, and they taught me they were like don't wait till you get to be 60 or 70 years old to find your voice and say what you think yeah. say that shit now yeah don't waste your time tomorrow's not promised just put it out there and i and at first i was like oh my god that's so scary but after doing it a couple of times it was so freeing and yeah. then seeing how people connect to authentic
0: yeah, your truth and everything. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, people really connect to the truth.
0: So, okay, with regard to the writing cuz I'm Yes, let's I'm talk so about blown it. away by your writing. I really Thank am, you. I have to I have to dwell on this because I really want to um make strides in that area of my life this year. So, I'm going to really take it back. Well, advantage I'm trying to make strides, strides in it too.
1: Like really write, I mean, writing prose and writing poetry and and Perhaps writing some of these stories down. Somebody, you know, I I journal on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And someone asked me when the book was coming out. Mm. I was like, next year. (laughs) Because I'm, you know, too stupid to to suck it up and be like, well, yeah. So I'm with you on that.
0: Well, uh, my question. What's your question? Is how do you handle blocks? That is something, like, I'll have an amazing idea. I'll be excited and then I'll be getting into it, and then all of a sudden it's just gone, and the energy behind it is gone, and I just am, like, staring at a blank page. Like, what what do I do? See, I don't get that.
1: Now, I don't have have that kind of block. What kind of block do you get? I'll have a block where I just won't write anything. Like, I only write when something moves me. So when I'm moved by something, then it comes to completion. And people have asked, well, how do you write songs? And I've taken songwriting classes and taught songwriting. And my songwriting process is I sit down, the song comes to me, and that's it. I mean, it's like it doesn't, there's no, and I I shouldn't say this because people are going to be like, oh, my God, she's just as shallow as we thought. It just comes, (laughs) and I have to scramble to write it down. Like Merman, right? Yeah. I mean, Merman is like this full, like, I wrote that in the middle of the night Mm. in one sitting. Like, I recorded it. I didn't even think. I didn't even write it down. I just recorded it and Mo Beasley at the time was my roommate and I was like dude come here come listen to this and he was like are you kidding you just wrote that I was like yeah I just wrote that He's like that's incredible and I was like really and so I tweaked it a little bit you know because it's like six minutes long it's six minutes long but yeah I mean again just I trust the process and that's yeah. that is my particular process and when I sit and I think about stuff and I dwell on it it's just stupid. It comes out. It yeah, sounds it feels terrible, and I'm like, and that, "Oh, this is the yeah. worst." So when that happens, I just go do something else.
0: Did you do you model your style of writing after anything in particular?
1: No, um, there's it's weird. There's kind of a format. I mean, it's pretty basic. It, I think it's very pop oriented. I mean, it's usually verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. But some of them are not. Some of them are just, some of them don't have bridges. Like Breathe doesn't have a bridge. And it bothered me at first. I was like, maybe I need to write a bridge. And then I was like, no, it's good. It's finished. It just felt, it felt done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think as writers and artists, we have to step away from the work because we'll just keep beating it and beating it and beating it and just doing the same, just trying to get that perfection, trying to get that perfection instead of saying it's perfect. Let me just walk away from it right. and be done with it.
0: I, I think the reason why I'm asking is because when I listen to your your storytelling through music, it reminds me of like a really good book. Like you really Thank paint you. really vivid pictures. Thank you. Um, you're, it's It's so textured. It's so nuanced. And so that's why I'm like, do you get or were you inspired by maybe an an author that you read or maybe a songwriter that you you, you like the, the way that they go about telling their stories? Like, as we said earlier, we like country and country, yeah, man. country artists, the way in which that they they write. And I, I, I it's it's so
1: it's so personal. Yeah, especially older country like Hank Williams. And, you know, those cats, they were really they were really talking about some deep dark Johnny Cash. I mean, when you listen to some like Bird on a Wire or um it's another uh, Delia, any of those songs like the depth of those songs is just it's crazy, but you see you can see the story. Right. And and I always I wanted to be a storyteller. I wanted people to be able to see my story without having to say anything, which I think in the is the reason that I never really told stories before I mean I'm talking more about them now and talking more about the inspirations behind the songs and what they mean and all of that. But before I just I thought, well, if I can't if I can't tell the story clearly so that people get it, then maybe I need to do something else. Maybe I just need to sing covers.
0: Yeah. You know? I noticed that when you perform you become whatever character you emote so honestly and purely it's kind of crazy and as a person who has who has um taken vocal lessons and been in a class one of the classes that you used to be a part of but you weren't there when i was taking it one of the things that i know that i personally struggled with was getting out of my head and connecting to the story and when you're up there performing i feel like a kid like i remember back in the day when we were little we would go to the library we'd sit in a circle and somebody would read us a story and kind of perform it for us I feel like I'm back I'm transported to that time because the way that you perform I feel like I get the full story in every song
1: I love that you know and it's interesting that you say that because the class that you took so I, I went in there to be really an accompanist and just to help with the music mm-hmm. but as I watched Mariska do her process and work with these other actors I was like I need to do that Mm-hmm. I need to study that. I need to figure it out because most all of my favorite writers do that. They tell a story, and you're so engaged. and And I've been talking, I've been teaching songwriting for the last couple of years too. And the thing that I've learned it's definitely about the hook, but it's also it's really about that first line. Mm-hmm. You know. So 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 okay. My favorite song of the moment is this guy Labyrinth, right? Mm-hmm has a song called jealous the first line of the song is i'm jealous of the rain that falls upon your skin Mm. it's closer than my hands have been wow oh i'm jealous of the rain i'm like what the what are we talking (laughs) about dude (laughs) seriously right and he goes on to say i'm jealous of the night that i don't spend with you i wonder who you lay next to I'm jealous of the night. He says, I'm jealous of the wind that ripples through your clothes. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this dude. And, you know, by the end of the song, you want to go find this girl and beat her ass because you're like, (laughs) this bitch is crazy. Like, clearly she let this sensitive ass dude, you know, get away. But I think that kind of authenticity and that sort of vulnerability and that first line Mm -hmm. and you just deliver that and then staying in it. But it's funny that you say that about me being able to do that because that that really was my goal when I was watching these actors, and she was trying to teach them how to get inside the music. Yeah. And I'm like, you have no excuse. You're all up in your head, and you got the music part. You got that down. Yeah. But now you got to breathe the life into it and trust that this is real and this and let those emotions out. You know, I'm a Virgo. I'm super controlled. I'm a control freak. Yeah. Oh Virgo. God, I don't want to let anybody see. You know, and there's nothing like breaking down in the middle of the song because you can't. You just can't go on. You get overwhelmed. And I used to do that in Chariot all the time. Yeah. I would just break down. I was like, okay, I can't do this song anymore until I'm ready. And now it's in a different place. You know, yeah. it's a very joyful place. It's still hard sometimes, but it's just different. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I think on that note, we should have you perform a song. Okay. Because I think the audience should understand why I'm so obsessed.
1: What song do you want me to do?
0: Um, I love Stay.
1: I can do Stay. Everybody's searching Searching for a feeling, but love is not a feeling No love it's just believing that in spite of all the obstacles, standing right in front of you, if your heart's unwavering, you can have the love of your life. Cause it'll tear your heart apart You better claim and don't deny That you need me by your side Or someday day will wake up Don't you wake and find me gone to sing some of them there's none as sweet as yours I'm begging you please stay in the moonlight stay until first light stay until sunlight chases the night Until the weeks end, until our next life begins. Stay till forever's night. I could feel this way. I well, I'd have looked you in the eye and said, You're a motherfucking liar. Cause I find I'm in so deep, I'd give my soul to keep your love inside me.
0: Oh my god.
1: Don't you ever find (laughs)
0: it? (sighs) <sighs> Good lord, jeez, <laughs> so funny. I feel like I'm doing something wrong in my life because I haven't been in a relationship that has inspired yeah, that kind of writing. Well, I I'm can't like,
1: stand. Am I just getting them long enough to write some shit? That's it. That's the whole point. I feel like, damn.
0: At least, at least that's something you walk away with. Like, yeah, you man, walk away with a great piece of writing. That is such a beautiful.
1: Song. I mean, last year I knew
0: I was in love because I couldn't write shit. I was like, I ain't got nothing, <laughs> uh, nothing. Oh my gosh, I, that just like just you like reached down into my soul and just pulled it out like it was just beautiful. And
1: see, that's what music used to do. Like yeah. you hear stuff, like you listen to Marvin Gaye and you'd be like, oh My God, yeah, really? what are we talking about? What are we gonna, you know? And now it's like you hear stuff and you bop your head, and and that's the thing, like with Labyrinth. Cause I thought I was like I'm just old and jaded. That's what it is. I'm just old and jaded. And then I heard that song and this shit brought me to my knees. Like I had a lump in my throat. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. And it's crazy because like the video, it's just him sitting there. just not doing anything but singing the song. And you
0: just like, Oh my god. That's because the words are enough. Honestly. It's so
1: much. It any more than that, and it would just be, just wrong. You be laying on the floor crying. You're doing too much. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> Dude, you're doing too much. Too much.
0: Too much. Oh my gosh! So I'm I'm curious to know because I remember you mentioned earlier that your mom, at one point, told you, "Please don't sing." You oh know, my god! The voice is not there. My
1: whole my whole early life. Oh, your voice is terrible. It's terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> did she
0: did she ever get around to hearing you as a professional vocalist and and come around? Yeah. Well, yeah. Opinion? She you
1: know she would have her moments, and I and and I later understood like we had this conversation about ten years ago, and she was like well you know i was just afraid for you and i didn't want you know i didn't want you to be rejected and the thing about you know that is that like when other people say shit to me i'm like Psh, please yeah, you can talk to my mom and then maybe you know right. like that's all you got like mm-hmm. you trying to hurt my feelings uh, no that's it <laughs> no but i sang with barbara streisand at the clinton inauguration mm-hmm. and i think that's when she was like Oh well, maybe you could sing a little bit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, really? That's what it takes. That, okay. okay. Barbara Streisand. Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess yeah.
1: I tell you what. And when I heard her up close in the room, like where we are, like she was sitting where like Jeff is, and mm-hmm. she sang, she opened her mouth. That, I was like, I need to rethink my existence right <laughs> now. I need to go do some other shit because clearly singing is not for me. This woman, I, I mean, like she opened her mouth, and we all just sat there. We were like. Just floored. Yeah, she's completely floored, floored. And then she, you know, she's like, "Well, you know, have really bad stage fright, and I haven't really been on stage." I was like,
0: "Are you serious?" Because I'm never scared. Like I, Jeff knows, I'm not scared. Like I'm. I was literally just going to ask you that because I know that she has an issue with stage fright, and I was going to ask you, have you ever? had that problem
1: no i i don't know what it is it's the weirdest thing and you know i was talking to michelle and Dege ocello i i got to play a song for her and she was walking around and pacing. and she was all nervous and shit. i was like what's wrong with you she's like i'm about to crap myself i'm so nervous i was like but you're michelle like what are you talking about i was like if i was you boy I'd, people would be mad they'd be like <laughs> oh here she comes you know because i'd be like whatever here we are but yeah she's like no i'm afraid and i Knock on wood, that has never been, that has never been an issue. Really, seriously, uh, no, it's insane. Really, no. <laughs>
0: yeah. no, I'm terrified to sing in front of no, people. No, not me.
1: And and I told I we were somewhere, and I told you I was like, I was like, I'm a little nervous to. He was like, shut up, you're not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, and I was like, yeah, you're right, okay. So what does scare you? I'm afraid. I'm afraid of missing things. I'm afraid of not not getting out of this life, having done everything I possibly yeah. can. Like I'm afraid of having regrets. I'm afraid of missing shit and not doing, not doing something like, and you know, you know, like when you're a kid, you don't want to sleep. And I went through this period like where I, you know, I was just doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff, going, 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 going yeah. trying to get everything done, trying to, you know, and I, and then I got kind of sick and then I realized that I needed to slow down. To get more balance. Then have balance. And I needed to see the people that I cared about in my life. And, and deal with that and have some sort of human thing happening. Cause I didn't have any balance. I just wanted to do music all the time, mm. you know, no normal relationship, no normal, just nothing. Just that's all I thought about, mm-hmm. you know? And as I was talking about earlier in that song, like snow, just, you know, meeting somebody who just shuts everything down. Like I couldn't think of anything. Everything was just totally, totally silent. And I, for the first time in my life, like I was like, I can't think of anything but this man. That's it. That's all I got. And, you know, we would see each other maybe, you know, once a year, twice a year. And I would have this moment of just nothing. Just quiet and peace. And I was like, okay And then I was like, Well, if we were together, could I sustain this? Mm. Like this could this be an every everyday thing? Like could I just have a moment Quiet, you know. Hmm. And he's so stupid; he doesn't even know. He is clueless, <laughs> you know, just dumb. And I told him, he's like, he's like, oh, okay, you know, just typical. I'm like, wow, okay. But yeah, I'm. I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of missing things. I am not afraid of being on stage. And clearly, not afraid of exposing all my shit for the world to see either.
0: I feel like that's what's allowed you to grow in the ways that you have um, with your art. Because you weren't afraid to just kind of put it out there. You weren't afraid to let your voice crack, like you said earlier. You weren't afraid... Because I, I have I have a Virgo rising, so. Oh, then you know. <laughs> it's it's in there in a very prominent way. So I'm constantly, and Jeff knows this is a problem that I have. It's an affliction of wanting to have everything in order and wanting everything to be perfect and wanting to have everything figured out. And there's such a letting go part of, of art in general. But definitely when it comes to singing, you just yeah. have to just trust that you know the work and trust that you can, that you will convey it if with through truth. right. And it's different every time. Oh my God, it's so hard. And There's magic every time. It is hard to let go.
1: It is hard to let go. And I think for me like that, that Virgo, I don't know. Like, I think I am sort of a control freak, but in other ways I decided a long time ago that I would play with people who are better than I am Mm. Mm -hmm. and then I could trust them to do what it is they do and then i could relinquish control completely oh that's smart
0: that's actually if really you smart. see
1: somebody they are it's like when people get in relationships they see this person they think they're incredible and they get in a relationship and then they want to change everything about them <laughs> <laughs> like but if you see people and they're incredible and you allow them to be themselves and to bring their best to the table Like I I was in somebody's band and they were trying to tell me how to play the piano. And she's like, well, I just want one note. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like you just want, okay. Bing, 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 bing. Mm -hmm. Instead of having a beautiful chord Mm -hmm. that she could Mm -hmm. never conceive of because she's not a pianist. Mm -hmm. They conceive of stuff that I would never in a million years think of. And if it's too much, I can be like, okay, that doesn't work. That's too much. But I, can probably count on one hand the times that I've been really specific and needed something, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't need specific things. I like to, I like to let it grow organically. I've produced the words and the music and the story, and then I let them just sort of shape it and help me tell it. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to know if you would, if you had any words of advice for people who may have. A similar situation where maybe the family isn't as supportive of their art how does one like stay on it because i know being caribbean shout out Man, to Saint listen Lucia. it's like being it's like being southern <laughs> it was it's yes, the same thing yes or, or african right. it's like
1: <laughs> you're expected to do a certain exactly thing. you know up here in the north they don't care they're like oh just be free <laughs> california north, oh be free right just be free just Right. Yeah, but it's the Southern Caribbean thing—it's mm-hmm. a—that's a thing. That's a real. It's a very real thing. thing. And
0: the parents are so, like, they have these hopes and dreams hanging on yes. you, and anything that kind of det- that that um detaches from that is is a problem. It's a no no. And so for you to have had you know such a a long line of traditional quote unquote normal Yo. professionals in yes. your family, and for you to detach from that and go into your art you were up against a lot so and and I, I know you said that your father he he was an artist who he was an artist who gave
1: up his art so that right. he'd be a parent and a great husband and he did that yeah and i watched him do that and i think when he was raising me i think that was his reason for being like listen you don't have to put up with anybody's shit you do what you want to if this is what you want to do and you feel like there's nothing else for you, then this is what you should do. And don't let anybody take that away from you. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. Like that, I mean, I look at, I looked at that and it was just amazing. He would come, he would, anything I was doing, Oh, you're going to get up on stage in a, in a paper bag. Okay. I'm there, (laughs) you know, and he would come and he would, he would listen. And he was just, you know, I could see that he was really proud. And I was like, part of me, lives was he was living vicariously through me you know Mm -hmm. because here's this 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 child this little person that's like well this is what i want to do yeah you know i mean he taught me how to throw a football he taught me how to throw a baseball he taught me how to fly kites and how to how to do music and how to just how to conduct my life how to be on time don't ever make people wait for you Always be prepared. It's like, don't get on stage Mm -hmm. with lyrics. And he said, it looks messy. It looks like you didn't care enough to prepare yourself. Mm. So don't get up there and not have your shit together. Yeah. You know, I remember one Christmas he bought me the fake book. And was like, you need to learn every song in this book. And I was like, dear God, there's (laughs) like 9,000 songs in this book. But when I got to college, I knew all those songs. And people were like, oh, my God. How do you know these songs? How do you remember the words? How? And I was like, because my dad said that this was what I was supposed to do, mm. so I sat with it and I learned it. Um, yeah, I mean, he was he was a great support system, and I think between him and my mother, you know, it was a great balance, mm-hmm. even though my mother made me a little crazy. Um, but I I get it now, like her fear of fear of being in the music business is that's real and especially the artists of their time dealing with Jim Crow and the the drugs right and especially being a woman right and my mom was like really a girl no yeah no and my dad was like you can do anything girls can do anything you don't have to don't think of yourself as a girl just think of yourself as a person And you do what you want. You figure out what it is and you go for it and you just go hard. Mm. That's who he was.
0: That's amazing. Because I know for myself, I'm still trying to figure out how to silence the noise because I get it. I'm still Caribbean. (laughs) You know, they're they're still they're still wanting to see, see certain things manifest in my life. But I'm still very much committed to my art and what I love. And I'm constantly trying to figure out, okay, how do I respect my family and respect their wishes, but also get them to respect my choices. And that's where it's you gotta just let that go. this weird thing.
1: And that's a hard thing because mm. we're we are we are conditioned to be respectful. To be respectful, yeah. We are conditioned to be respectful. But I think what it comes down to is that you have to you have to honor your your inner being. You have to honor your calling yeah you have to honor your calling and if and i think for some people i think like when people give up i think the universe says well okay you you weren't ready Mm. you didn't want it enough you didn't say yes and you didn't fight for it every turn you know and i'm i am not a big steve harvey fan i'm not at all in fact you know i've just been kind of disgusted and repulsed by him lately but i saw him um on oprah's uh, master Masterclass? Class. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I didn't see it. This dude slept in a car for four years and gave up his family so that he could be a comedian. Because he wanted that more than anything in the world. When he was a kid, he was in class, and the teacher was asking him, she was asking all the students, well, what do you want to be? And he said, I want to be on TV. And she was like, boy, there's no way somebody like you is ever going to be on TV thought people do this shit all the time yeah. and they don't realize how damaging it is absolutely but he said once he made a big he sent that woman a TV every year just to remind her you know and and I, th- I think people who say stuff like that to kids it's because their dreams yeah. have not been met they haven't allowed themselves to to deliver and to, to stand in their truth and say I'm going to do this no matter what. And I've, I mean, I can honestly say that my whole life I've just been like, you know what? This is what I want to do. And I've given up everything, every normal thing, you know, because I had a, a friend. She was like, oh my God. She was like, you're such a creature of comfort. I just can't imagine that you would be willing to give up everything. And I'm like, yeah, but I have. Hmm. I love my life. Like, I love my friends. And I think that there's a richness to it. Just, accepting what it is and accepting people and accepting art and just saying yes yeah on a regular basis
0: wow okay well we have time for one more song okay and that's me being gluttonous because <laughs> we probably don't really have more time but <laughs> you like but i'm gonna make time because i, I want to hear one like more that, song i really right? want to hear four more songs but i'm gonna like, be all I'm right magic. what
1: do you want to hear what do you want to do
0: i you know i i don't want to pick i want you to pick i want you to surprise me like just pick anything um pick a favorite of yours maybe oh wow Uh, right i I know know. right a lot (laughs) but um i don't know because i i truly love every song that you sing so uh. you know what
1: i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this new song that i wrote that i did not get a chance to do tonight i was a little bitter but um This was the one about the soulmates that I was talking about. Let me see if I can get through it. Um, And just... Like, so I met a guy. Mm -hmm. And his opening line to me, like, well, I met him in a sound check. And he was like, oh, my God, you're incredible. And I was like, whatever, thanks. And then I came (laughs) back and I saw him playing. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was like... uh, yeah what lifetime do you think this is for us and i was like who says that right <laughs> who are you talking about you know and then we got together for dinner at my house like that next tuesday and we were out on my roof until the sun came up wow just plain this is kind of like magic you know just just recognizing recognizing the magic and acknowledging it and being okay with it and knowing that maybe it's not about being together but just being in that moment how many lifetimes is this been together were the very first words from your lips to my ears we spent some time together we spent a lifetime apart you can't control a fire that burns down your heart and everything around it forever forever so
0: feel like i need to be in a relationship <laughs> me too <laughs> oh my god i need oh to get into god. a relationship oh. i need to review my whole life
1: <laughs> 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 oh, oh goodness but i mean isn't that what art's supposed to make us do is supposed to make us think and mm-hmm. want more
0: absolutely yeah yeah I'm going to go home and, like, journal and be, like, mad at my journal. Like, why don't you ever have <laughs> writing in it Why, in you? why, why? <laughs> well, this has been just incredible. This is great. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so glad that you were on my show like just oh my god i'm so excited this i was, was awesome. so sad when you weren't in when when you weren't a part of the the class that i was taking Man, so i you. feel like this is even better because i got you to myself i was sad too entire time. yeah i
1: I missed that class because a i was learning so much yeah but i felt like i was giving students insights too mm-hmm. so i did i missed I was,
0: that I was upset because I think I had it in my mind that when the class was over, I'd be able to sing like you. So when you weren't a part of it, I was like, dang it. You're like, but wait, what? Dang. This
1: That's is, okay. This is... We could do some private stuff. It's cool. I would love that.
0: Yeah. I really would. Yeah, I would love that. Because you're amazing and I really... I do enjoy singing, and I just would love to, to get to a place where I can be as free with my voice as you are with yours. Cause you it are took just, me
1: a minute. It took me a incredible. minute to get there because, like I said, I don't have the big black girl voice. You know, I always wanted the church voice. I went to Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. Man, we sang hymns right. and Joni Mitchell, and it's like, oh, God. Really?
0: Hymns and Joni Yeah,
1: Mitchell. and Simon and Garfield go, I'm like, <laughs> like, really? They had us singing that shit in, like, second grade? But, you know, again, you know, I look at those songs and the way that those, like— um both sides now which is incredible and um the sounds of silence because those were the songs we sang Mm -hmm. and i look at both of those and they're just such incredibly written songs and you see the stories yeah and i realize now i'm like yeah it started then just my love of writing Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: well how can people if they want to follow oh um it's marie tree
1: music on instagram facebook uh, what's the other thing? Twitter, <laughs> maritremusic.com, and the website's R I T R I. Yep,
0: Maritream Music. Yep, okay.
1: And where can people purchase your music? And you can purchase it on iTunes, it's also on Amazon. Yeah, it's on YouTube, it's everywhere. But support live music, absolutely, Live live
0: music. Definitely, yeah. So, um, listeners, you got to do yourself a favor, get your life right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> get some, Look at your get life. You some of this
0: music, get your soundtrack for your life. I'm telling you, it's amazing. I am such a huge fan, and I'm. It just means so much to me to have you on my show. Like Thank I feel you. like, oh my god, it. it was this fantastic.
1: Is this is so crazy. It's
0: nice to be able to talk about the work
1: and the art. Yeah. We don't, as artists, we don't talk
0: about it. No, no, not at all. Well, you guys, you can follow the Outlet Radio Show at Outlet Radio Show on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And you can follow me at I Shange on Twitter and Instagram. This has been such a treat. I mean, oh, this is for me too. I mean, honestly, the first time I saw Marichu, she was on stage. So to have her here is just beyond incredible. So I'm really grateful. Thank, Thank you. you so much. For Thank doing you. Thank you me. for having me. It's awesome. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. I'm so glad I got to bring this particular guest to you because I was very excited. And so until next time, um, take care. Hey, this
1: is Mauritri and you're listening to the Outlet Radio show with Azania Shenge.